Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, the 11th day of September in the year 2020, the 19th anniversary of the day the world changed. Everything became different, different forever. There's good news for the Castle family this week because the family daughter is back in Los Angeles, California. She managed to escape from her jungle confinement this week, and she made her way home via Auckland, New Zealand. It's been a long six months away for her in many ways. She's coming home to a different world than the one she left. Like the Barry Maguire song, The Eve of Destruction, you can leave this world for four days in space, but when you come back down, well, it's the same old place. In many ways, it's the same old California she's coming back to, but... She left when the virus was only infecting people in China. She went to a land completely devoid of the virus. Now she comes home to experience the panic, the paranoia that is today's California. Joan and I are very grateful for her safe return, that's for sure. We prayed for her consistently. God was gracious to us. The family daughter is married now and 36 years old, but she is still our little girl. We are grateful to God for her release and for her safe return. The entire experience has made me even more grateful that I live in America, specifically in Germantown. Thank God for a country and a city that decent people still want to live in, where every modern convenience is available right at your fingertips, where ordinary people can pay $100 to watch multimillionaire athletes lecture them about privilege. You're at home. She will have to deal with the effects of the COVID virus. She will have to get used to wearing a mask wherever she goes and to going fewer places. Six months without the amenities we're all used to has made her more grateful for them. Fortunately, she lives in California, the guinea pig state. She's made a very fine example of how those in high places handle the virus and the government regulations we are all expected to obey. I want to thank Nancy Pelosi. Thank you, Nancy, on behalf of my family for demonstrating once again the gutter character we have come to expect from those in high places. Nancy Pelosi represents a San Francisco district in the United States House of Representatives and currently serves as Speaker of the House. The title of Speaker makes her the most powerful person in the U.S. Congress, third in the line of succession for the presidency in California. Thanks to an edict from Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom, all hair salons in the state are closed because of the virus. It's dangerous, you see, because of the virus if the order closing causes this salon owner to lose his business, be forced to lay off his employees. Well, that's just too bad. It only serves as collateral damage for the public safety. We all must sacrifice something for the common good, especially in California. It turns out, though, that order to close and other such orders are there for little people like us, not for Nancy Marie Antoinette Pelosi, no. It seems that the 80-year-old Speaker of the House, Pelosi, wanted to get her hair styled, so she just ordered the salon to open only for her. The whole scene was captured on the safety and security cameras of the salon. There was Nancy, without a mask, in a salon ordered closed by the governor. The day before she delivered a televised speech in support of Joe Biden's proposed nationwide mask requirement, the true colors 
of a career politician and the blatant in-your-face hypocrisy of the ruling class have never been more evident. She patronized the salon without a mask, then went on national TV to lecture us about their requirement to wear masks. When she was caught, she used the same defense as the former mayor of Washington, D.C., Marion Barry, used when he was caught smoking crack with a prostitute. Bitch set me up, he said. That's what the mayor said. I'm surprised she didn't say it wasn't me. It wasn't me at all. Orange man bad did it. He made me do it. It must be shocking for you to learn that Nancy Pelosi, Nancy let them eat cake Pelosi, is not the only hypocrite in California. No, it seems that gym owners in California have been ordered to close their gyms, and if they end in bankruptcy, well, that's just too bad. They all recently learned that despite their plight, gyms in government buildings in California are open and operating. Policies and politics can't disguise the shallow hollowness that exists in the hearts of politicians. They use any disaster, any emergency, as an opportunity to grab for more power. Concurrently, more money, the tactic of identity politics, is just a clever disguise for the hollowness of the message this is the post-responsibility era, you see. The age when nothing can be our fault. All mistakes are caused by something or someone outside our control. The government as a whole serves as a bad example for all of us through its lack of fiscal restraint this fiscal year, which in September 30th has a projected deficit of over $4 trillion. And it is working hard, the government that is working hard to waste another trillion in the next couple of weeks like the government. People who can barely make ends meet rely on credit to cover the gap between their income and their lifestyle. There are few, if any, in or out of government who will tell the people that put down their signs protesting this or that and go to work. Maybe things are not ideal for you because you simply refuse to work to make them so. To see the one responsible for your plight, go look in the mirror. Who would vote for someone as honest as that? Who would tell them something like that? The real effect of all this can be felt every day. Labor Day weekend just passed. It is a good time to remind people of what has been lost here in America. The United States Bureau of Labor Statistics tells us that American productivity has increased 70% since 1973. But the real average hourly pay adjusted for inflation has barely increased 12%. Over those years, the American worker is just a hamster in a guinea pig state jogging quietly in place inside his wheel. To put this abstract in common terms, I turn to economist Bill Bonner. Quote, in 1971, you could buy a new Ford F-150 for $2,500. At $4 an hour, it took 625 hours to buy the truck. Today's model costs $30,000. The average weekly, average hourly wage is $26. So the wage earner has to work for 1,154 hours to get a standard F-150. Put another way, he has to sell almost twice as much of his time to get a set of wheels as he did in 1973. Do the same calculation for housing. An average man paid about $24,000 for the average house in 1971. Today, he pays $371,000. Priced in time, the house cost 6,000 hours in 1971. 
14,269 hours today. Credit is the only way for people to fill the gap between income and lifestyle. In that regard, governments at all levels set the same example for all of us. Well, as usual, folks, I saved the best for last. This time it's not Chicago, though. Although that city has 23 people shot to death in the first nine days of this month. No, the honor this week goes to the Democrat governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, who has exceeded even the Speaker of the House as a living example for us little people. The governor of New York gets the honor this week of being the worst lying hypocrite there is out there. In a nation of lying hypocrite politicians, he is the worst this week. The competition was fierce, however, between Governor Cuomo, Nancy Pelosi, and the mayor of Portland, Oregon, Ted Wheeler, Mayor Wheeler, after allowing the city he is responsible for to be burned and looted to the ground in a never-ending process lasting months, Mayor Wheeler said, when his term's up, he's going to be moving to another city in another state. Governor Cuomo, along with Mayor Bill de Blasio, destroyed the economy of New York City, turned the city into a virtual ghost town. The worst thing he did, however, was he personally ordered New York nursing homes to accept patients already known to be infected with the virus, thus spreading the virus through the elderly and vulnerable population of nursing homes in New York City, killing thousands of the most vulnerable people. He is, therefore, a lying hypocrite and a granny killer to make a bad situation a lot worse when it became obvious he was responsible for almost all the deaths in New York. He refused to accept any responsibility in an act of lying hypocrisy and gross cowardice, enough to make any Democrat politician proud. He said, oh, no, it's not my fault. I didn't do it. I didn't do anything. Orange man bad did it. The Donald, the Donald forced me to do it. Finally, folks, the river of progress ever advancing carries with it a lot more than just coal statistics. Those coal figures represent human beings, real flesh and blood people. They work, they struggle, they worry. They worry about violent crime unleashed on them by unfeeling power-mad politicians. And they continue to elect the same people. Should they try to rebel and elect an outsider? Well, you know what happens then, folks. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening.